Welcome back to the Fans Only Podcast. Oh, right. England lost the Euros title. I know. It's oh, devastating. Absolutely devastating. Very painful. Very yeah. painful. What did you think um, of the final? Well, the first two minutes were pretty good. <laughs> uh, honestly, good. I haven't spoke to you since the final, have I? Don't think so, no. Oh, it was... <sighs> fucking penalties, you just knew it. You fucking knew I it. Didn't. I, I was did. Convinced. I was so convinced. Right? Why? I, look, I said, I said this to you before the final. I said, like, I was more confident going into this game than I was in any other game at all. Right, and that's why we lost, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> that's why we lost. I genuinely was more... Like, it's not like I thought Italy were an easier team to beat. It's just that, like, we grew into it. And by no means do I think we should... Like, am I thinking, like, oh, we should have won? Like, no. But I was so confident because we've done so well. And I think every game after we qualified from the groups that like the Germany game, iconic, the Ukraine yeah. game, iconic, the Denmark game, iconic, right? Well, come uh, on. Yeah, Winning it's just... 4-0 in the quarterfinal, winning a semi-final an extra time, beating Germany. That is like, yeah, it's unreal. Of the fact that we lost the final, unreal, right? Yeah, it was class. Like, the ton, honestly, fans, the last few weeks has been unreal. Yeah. And in fans, I think we should get this out of the way, Daniel. I think both of us owe a sincere apology to, to two people in particular. Yeah, I'm... By the name of Raheem Sterling and Gareth Southgate. Honestly, I trust Gareth Southgate 100% now. He can I'm... do anything. And I'm like, yeah, Gareth, I'm right behind you. I'm sure they're desperate for our apology, Luke. I'm sure I'm they're sure losing they are, sleep. Um, yeah, but like, I'm sure everyone in the country is like, you know, every, before the tournament, most people were like, Raheem Sterling shouldn't be starting in Gareth Southgate. There was arguments of whether or not he was the right man. My opinion now, I would follow Gareth Southgate to do like anything. Anything. Yeah, he wanted to do 100%. anything with the England team. I'm like, yeah, go for it, Gareth. You're man. Yeah. But like, obviously we did have them views before the tournament, but like, how can you not when Sterling has like his worst season in a a decent few years and Southgate like yes we got to the semi-final of the World Cup but we hardly put a good performance together at the World Cup did we like but you're right now yeah. like oh, now he's I, I love he's him like, he's earned my him. respect massively because yeah. he just ignores what the fuck everyone's saying yeah does yeah. what he wants sets um, up how he wants to set up and it works like and he, the, I think the the best thing about him is like how he brings the team together, like off the field. Like clearly, oh, yeah. clearly, like we are getting better and better, and you just want consistency in big tournaments. Which, yeah, yeah semi final, final. Dare I say, win it next year? That's what I was thinking, honestly. After the final. I would, obviously, I was gutted. I was, I, I was literally sat on the floor. In the pub. In the pub. I, was, <laughs> I was sat against the radiator, just like, kill me. I kill know. me. It was right. horrible. The next day, 
I went to the shop, and on the way to the shop, I genuinely had the thought of like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to win the World Cup next year. <laughs> well, like, that's another the other thing with Gareth Southgate <laughs> and this England team. Like, I feel like I know we got to the semi-final last year, not last year, 2018. But yeah. I feel like now is the first time in my lifetime I have like a genuine belief going into the World Cup next year. I genuinely think we can win that. And I didn't have that yeah. for this tournament. I didn't have that for the World Cup. But this now, is the, thing, right? like, so... the faith is there. I, I feel like we can... We've got a class... It's have like... you seen the odds? Like, I know the odds are early. But we're, we're only like fifth favourite. I'm like, what? Brazil fifth? are favourites. They just lost in the final well, of Copa America. That's weak. I'd, yeah. I'd say we like honestly, and I know I know I had a bit of an argument with someone who shall remain nameless yesterday, okay. <laughs> um, and I said to them, I think if you if England played Brazil or Argentina now, we win. Yeah, a hundred percent. Did you watch the Copa America final? Well, mine... I didn't, <laughs> but I but I've always thought that like. Argentina don't like they don't impress me. They never have. I don't think I've ever seen Argentina impress me. Look at Argentina's starting eleven ever. now. Look at Argentina's starting eleven now. It is like take Messi out of that team, and you on yeah, paper, it's, it's shit. And also, I um, it was oh, what was it? Brazil's front three. Like you obviously got Neymar, but who were the other two? No, that I think it. I think it was Firmino. Neymar, who the fuck? Brazil, no, Brazil do have a really good team. Yeah, I know that. I know they've got a good team. It was like Anthony or something. Uh, I can't remember who it was to be fair, but I was like, okay, we'll get onto that game later. Never fucking heard of him. Anyway, <laughs> um, like, well, he must be shit then. But, I, but honestly, I was like, you know what? Out of every team in the Euros, if you were to pick, like, obviously, I fancy us. I, I genuinely think if I were to pick one team from the Euros and go, right, they're going to do well in the World Cup, it would be us, right? Well, the Germans, say we got to the final. Yeah, but this is the thing, right? Italy won it, but they, they're a really aging team. France, yeah. in my opinion, like they're in disarray, and in my opinion, the way that they can fix their disarray is by dropping Mbappe. Because he seems to be the one that's causing all the problems. <laughs> Not going right? to happen, is it? And I don't exactly. I don't think the Diego Deschamps will do that, right? No. So unless they can sort it out amongst themselves, they're not going to do anything. Because, in my opinion, I think like being a team is so key to how far you go in a tournament. And if France can't get that sorted out, they are not going to win the World Cup next year. Wait, especially wait. because they won it that fucking last time, <laughs> and. Uh, the winners just... just don't defend it, right? Mm. Um, Spain, unless they find a striker, they're not winning it. <laughs> Germany, same. Unless they find a striker, they're not fucking winning it. Mm. And like, you look at the age. Look Italy, at the... if they kind of get there. Look I, at the I, I age of our team. Like 38 by the time he gets there. <laughs> like, it'll still be a that's... tank. It'll still be a tank. It'll still be a <laughs> shit house. But, like, you know, it's... <laughs> It genuinely feels like England should be, out of all of the European things, England should be the favourites to win the World Cup next year. Over the next, throughout the next World Cup, the Euros after that, and maybe even the World Cup after that, we've got to win one of them. 
Yeah. You look look at the age of uh, our team, the amount of players that are 20, 21, 22, the amount of other so, players that weren't even in the squad who were around that age. Like, we have so, options coming out of our ass. And, yeah, so the way like, that I... The way, the way that I'm looking at it right now is you've got three World Cups, right? Mm. And you've seen it with you've seen it with um, the golden generation that well, kind of the golden generation that went before with England and the golden generation that has gone with Belgium. Yeah. Uh, so the golden generation with England you had O two, O six, and then twenty ten. You had O yeah. two, which was like when they were all young. Yeah. Or younger, uh, 2006 prime, and then mm. 2010. You had like some of them had already retired. Some of them were on their last legs, right? Yeah. Belgium, 14, 18, and the next one. Yeah. 14, they were young. 18, prime. The next one, they're all getting a bit old, right? Belgium ain't winning it. The next, the next one, honestly, next year is our young one. I was gonna say our prime. Should be 2026, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know how old Harry Kane going to be in 2026, 32. But even that, nowadays, that's not old. You look at Messi in the Copa America, he, like, won all the awards and the tournaments that obviously Harry Kane is not Messi. But Ronaldo, he he plays similar to Ronaldo does now, kind of. Yeah. The thing is, how how old is Harry Kane going to be in 2026? What did you say, 32 or something? I think he's 27 now, isn't he? Surely you should know this. You're. I don't know. Anyway, fan. Jude, Jude Bellingham in 2026 will be 22. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, he's 18 now. He's 18. That is insane. Oh, fine, he'll be 23. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mental. Phil Foden will be 25. Yeah, uh, Trent Alexander. James Sancho will be 26. Be... Trent will be what, 28? 27. Marcus Rashford will be 28. Yeah. Bukayo Saka will be 24. It's mental. That's mental. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we've, we've yeah, got a insane. class chance over the next 10 years to to win something. And if we don't, yeah. Have you seen... it is going to hurt. Yeah. Have you seen the... Um... Uh, there was something that came out, uh, I think England, the... England football team Instagram tweeted it or sent put it up or whatever. Um, there was a video from nine years or eight years ago from 2013 of the head of the FA at the time uh, setting out targets for the England football team. Yeah, and it was to I think it was to do well in the under 17 or the under the under 21s or whatever it was World Cup two years ago. The one that we won, yeah. Uh, get to the semi-finals of Euro 2020 and then win the World Cup in 2022. I mean, you'd take it. I just did so, you see Gareth Southgate? We've done. We've done. <laughs> this the next step is winning the World Cup in 2022. <laughs> did you see Gareth Southgate's like post-game? Like I don't know if it was the press conference or something where they were asking him about like his future and. I didn't see the mask about his future. He was saying, he was saying he didn't want to decide now, and that I think he did say he did want to lead the team to Qatar, yeah. but he was he also said he doesn't want to be someone to outstay his welcome, and I was like, 
<laughs> You're Gareth, welcome, mate. <laughs> Gareth, you are fucking welcome. Take us all the way to fucking America in 2026, mate. You've earned yeah. it. And like, Honestly, if you get knocked out on the group stage in Qatar, I'd still want him to take us to America. <laughs> you, just, you just need someone to keep... the Because like the players like just seem to get on so well. Yeah, and... but honestly, like, some, of the, some of the stuff that the players have said since the final mm. has been... Like, I've, it's the best I've seen a team react to a loss. Yeah, like, and... The fact that... Uh, Roy Keane fucking lambasted fucking Jack Grealish for not taking oh, a penalty. No. And Jack, Grealish, Jack Grealish come out and went, well, I did want to take one, but Gareth made the decision, the right decision. He literally said, Gareth yeah. made, uh, Gareth, Gareth has made sort of right decisions, uh, but I won't have anyone call me out for not wanting to take one because yeah. I did want to take one. Speaking on that, like, penalty situation, like, I know obviously... I'd, it's very harsh and unfair to say anything negative about Gareth Southgate after that tournament. But you, I don't care if in training Saka is the best penalty taker on the team. You, I just, you can't put a 19-year-old taking the deciding the penalty at a yeah, Euro so final. Like, he's yeah. never taken a professional penalty in his life, in his career. I don't get how good he's in so, training. He's never even felt the pressure of taking one in yeah. a game. Like, I, yeah. I didn't rate the decision, but obviously it is what I, it is. If the keeper dived the other way, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't it mind. Um, like In my opinion, I'm like, you know what, Gareth, they've, he said they've practiced in training. They're the best five. Fair yeah. enough. Right? And I don't have a problem with him going, I trust uh, Saka to take it. And Saka clearly wanted to... If he didn't want to take it, he wouldn't have taken it, right? Yeah. So that's fine. What I do have a problem with is... They... And I guess it's not just Gareth Southgate mm. that should take some of the blame for this. I think there's a couple of other people who maybe could have said something. Yeah. I'm not blaming... I, 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 in no way do I think anyone should... like. I just think it's one of those things and... In the, maybe it's a learning experience for everyone and they go, maybe we make some future decisions that could maybe, you know. Like I, all I want to say is, do they have to name the order and give it to the referee? I don't think so. I, I don't know. So no, because no, do you not remember, so have fuck? you not seen that clip that's been going, brought up again recently? I can't remember what World Cup or Euros it was in. But Ronaldo, like, it was for Portugal. Jaume Moutinho, like, didn't want to take a penalty. And Ronaldo, like, said to him, you are fucking taking this penalty. We're not letting this young kid <laughs> take it. You are going and taking it. And you're good. Like, if you miss, so be it. And he went up and he scored. Yeah, yeah but that, like, I don't know. Anyway, so if they, if they don't name the list, then surely they don't. So what I would do is, first of all, Harry Kane would not be taking the first one. I get the whole thing about, you know, I've seen things on Instagram recently about, you know, Messi always takes the first one for Argentina, yeah. or he has done in the past because, you know, you, you know, like Ronaldo's had it in the past where he's taken the fifth one and they've lost it before that and he hasn't taken yeah. one. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a bit, but... 
For Come me, on. I would say Harry Kane. Why not just say, fine, third Harry one. Kane is taking... Don't, don't even put him on the third one. Just say, right, Harry Kane will take one. And the one that Harry Kane ha will take is the one where either we have to score it or it's to win, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how it works. Because if like, we don't have to name the order, then surely you just go, right, we have to score this one. Right, Harry, get up there. Yeah. No, I get like, what you mean. Don't send, like... And the other thing is, right, and if you do have to name the order, Harry Kane should not be taken one of the first two. At least put him third. At least third. At least third. At least third. I do agree not to put him last, because you never want to risk your best you penalty taker yeah. not taking a penalty. Um, so the other thing is, there's a couple of people who are giving a bit of stick to Gareth Southgate. I think unfairly uh, for bringing Rashford and Sancho on in the last minute just to take a penalty. Uh, they're the I'm best take, like, penalty takers. Get them on. This is the thing. I'm kind of like every single team in the world does yeah. that. And like um, people say, people saying like you can't expect them to come on with barely touching the ball and then take one. I, I'm sorry, right? But you're in a Euros final. Whether you've played 120 minutes or not, your the pressure is gonna be fucking you. Yeah. Like and I'm you, not gonna lie. If if you're and obviously like I, again, I'm I'm trying not to blame anyone because I really think that this team is something to be proud of. But if you're 100%. a professional footballer, right? Taking a penalty, regardless, you should have warmed up before you came on the pitch, right? Yeah. Let's just put that out there. Either way, regardless of how much time you've been on that pitch, if you've warmed up, you should be able to take a penalty. What did you think of... You should not be able to have the excuse of, oh, they haven't warmed up. Well, they should have mm. warmed up before they came on the pitch. And they're professional footballers. They should be able to kick a ball at a goal. Yeah, that... Right? It's nothing to do with that. Like it's it's a Euros final. Like I could be the best footballer in the world. I'd forget how to move if I had to take a penalty in the last. Oh yeah, it would in the be final honestly, of the Euros. Like I, everyone, everyone that took a penalty has. Oh god, everyone. Right. So as I was saying, players, <laughs> anyone that took a penalty, huge balls, right? And the reason I'm saying that is because, like, obviously, I have. Kind of, I haven't like, I don't know if I slagged them off. It's like I just don't, I don't think any of the excuses that people are like throwing out there are like valid, especially feel... because they're like trying to target Gareth Southgate, and I'm like, yeah, we don't, we don't need to have a scapegoat. We lost on penalties. It fucking happens. I feel like the valid excuse is the keeper guessed the right way for most of them, yeah. and it's the Euros fucking final. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like, obviously, you've got to feel sorry for Saka. He's fucking 19. The one I feel sorry for the most is Marcus Rashford. Because Marcus Rashford actually sent the goalkeeper the wrong way. He did the yeah. fucking hard part. And then you just think, Which... I know, I know he practices that technique in training. So yeah. why would he change it? But in the finals of a Euros, man, just run up and slap it. So the thing, <sighs> I, have with, the thing I have with Rashford is he scores penalties all the time, right? Yeah. He's, good. He's going to miss one occasionally. He missed one in the Euros final. It fucking happens. He sent the goalkeeper the wrong way. He hit the post. I can I can only imagine how agonising that must be for him. Oh, it'd right? be terrible. 
Did you but see? It his, happens. Did you not see his like message about it? Oh yeah, that was. Oh, I read it and I was like, "Fuck me!" Like, but <laughs> it's it just happens. It happens, you know. Like yeah, England missed three penalties in a row, but it happens. You know, we have like the worst success ratio in penalty shootouts in major tournaments ever. Now I think we're two surprising. out of nine. It's not surprising. It's not. <laughs> but it, it, you know, like. Sancho missed, Saka missed, Rashford missed. Big up Jordan People missed that as well. Right, Jorginho missed. Fucking Bellotti missed. Like, shit yeah. happens, right? I um, love the clip of Pickford for that last penalty. Oh, it's, uh... oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love him. Love mm. him. I think we should probably touch on um, the... Um, the racism. fallout, shall we say. The racism, yes. Before that, though, before that, just before we segue to that, um, do you, one one slight thing during the game, which was my only other sort of thing with Gareth Southgate, like, Mason Mount was on the field for far too long in that game. Because he yes. was not offering anything, and you've got Grealish on the... He, he just had to come on sooner, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen the criticism that it didn't seem like we were going for it after Italy scored. Do you think it was like all... kind of a curse score in that? Not a curse score in that early. Obviously, it's the dream start, but you just you could see we were sitting on it and we couldn't. We just couldn't keep the ball, especially in the second half, and it's just a matter of time. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, like, you know, they're all going to be tired, obviously, and it did look like they were a bit tired after an hour-ish. I think um, Declan Rice was brilliant. I think, I think, well, I think all of them were, to I, think Luke, I think Luke, in the well. game specifically. In the game specifically, Luke Shaw was brilliant. <sighs> he, obviously the dream start. He was a little sloppy after that, but he he's best left back in the tournament. He's in my opinion. Well, apparently not. But we'll move <laughs> on to that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, the 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 football. I I say the fallout. Like what I mean by the fallout is obviously the racism that happened afterwards. But I mean, yeah. Uh, the the fans breaking in to Wembley yeah. and. All the stuff that happened around that, I think, is as much as much as like I feel like people in this country, when the fans do stuff, it gets to a point where it's like, you know, right? The laser pen thing, we can have a joke about, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like the fireworks outside the hotel the night before, we can have a joke. That's about. just standard nowadays, right? Breaking into the stadium. No. No. And that's the sort of shit that UEFA will ban people for. Have you not seen that, like, there's a big petition to try and get England banned from the World yeah. Cup next year? Like, and this is the thing, right? Fuck, Would I you be surprised? Would, no, but the thing is, after this, after the whole... After everything that's happened, right? After the laser pen, after the fucking... The streets in, in like, the streets in London... The yeah. fucking carnage. 
after the fucking fans breaking into Wembley, after everything that has happened, would you be surprised? No, listen, put it this way. I 100% believe we will not... There's no chance we'll be banned. What I could see happening is us being banned from trying to host it, to host the years of the World Cup for yeah. an amount of years. Not that we ever get it, yeah. but I could see them banning us from, like, making a bid for it, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I don't... They're not going to ban us from it. What, like, it's in Qatar, like... It's the fact... It's because it was in Wembley, Central London, Euros final, like... It was always going to be carnage, wasn't it? Yeah. But, like, and honestly... You've just, there's extreme... There's always people that take it too far, like... Yeah. It's just always going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, but it, it's here. It didn't... It doesn't happen anywhere else. Like, <laughs> well, it does happen other places, but... I mean... We notice it more here. <coughs> I mean, we, do we? Like... Yes. This shit didn't happen in <laughs> this shit didn't happen in Russia. Or yeah, but there France, was there was questionable Brazil, shit in Russia, wasn't there? There was there was questionable shit in Russia that people knew was gonna happen when they got there. That doesn't make it any better. I'm not saying it makes it any better, I'm just saying that Russia have been like Russia aren't trying to banter themselves off. <laughs> we, like a lot of people seem to think like oh it's a bit of a laugh and I'm like well the, yeah, these guys that work at Wembley they're not security guards they're stewards they're there to guard, like help people get around the stadium they're not there yeah. to fucking hunker down into a fucking fortress so right? what did they actually do when they broke into Wembley um, so apparently there was I don't know if there was fans that had tickets fighting fans that didn't have tickets or something like that. Right. There was a huge fight that basically happened. Mm. Was that but, between English fans or was it? I think so, yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, oh, like, football fans are the worst, let's be honest. But Yeah. Um, the whole... Um, and then the racism stuff happened afterwards. I think is disgraceful. I don't know. I mean, you can't not think it's <laughs> really Luke. Um, <laughs> no, but what I mean is like it's just like we spent the whole of the last fucking year watching the Premier League fucking take the knee before every single fucking match, and they had Black Lives Matter everywhere. And, like, for the for the end of the season, like, they had Black Lives Matter on the back of their shirts. And, you know, these people support clubs that these black players play for every week. And throughout yeah. the whole, the whole tournament, they have been supporting these players for a whole month. And then one of them misses a fucking penalty and it's right back to fucking square one. Like, what is the fucking point? Well, like, <laughs> the thing is, though, you... This is the sad thing, like, all that stuff you've been saying we've been doing the past year, like, the, taking the knee and Black Lives Matter, all that, like, realistically, everyone that's doing it and everyone that's showing support, like, we are, and, like, all sane people are doing, like, we're not the ones that need persuaded, like, it, we already, we all already know, the people that, the people that are doing it aren't just gonna be like, like, they're against it anyway, 
I just yeah. I don't know how you meant to you meant to stop it because if people you if people think that then they're not going to change their mind just because like a load of people on Twitter who they already hate are fucking telling them to stop. Yeah. Probably just like, um, it might even have the the wor- the worst effect and feel it even more. Yeah, I feel like a lot a lot more people have spoken a lot more eloquently than I have on this. Yeah. I saw um, I, think... I saw Gary Neville made a point saying how like because he said like he woke up the day after the final and he with before he even looked he was expecting to see the headlines were racism instead of I'm not e- I'm the not final. even joking I'm not even joking as soon as Saka missed I was like there's gonna be racism. You know, because it's mental, you know. I, I, it it, it didn't even is, enter my head at the time. It ent- the only reason it entered my head is because, and I don't know if the, I noticed straight away, and I don't know if this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. But it was the fa- it was the fact that Rashford, Sancho, and Saka were the ones that missed, right? Yeah. It was the fact that I I noticed straight away that the three that missed were all black, and I was like. It, not that it, it no way should happen, but in my head I was like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I just know it, I know it's gonna happen, and it's really really fucking stupid that I can expect that to happen and be right. But yeah, it's dumb. I knew and it that, was gonna happen as soon as he missed. Have you seen that? The you know the um that like Rashford mural in Manchester. Yeah. Did you see that got fucking. Yeah, but it's been repaired now. Yeah, it's full yeah. of like flowers and yeah. England and flags. Repainted and it and everything. Yeah, but it's still just it's... sad though. Like it's just... yeah, and then I just, like I just can't see it ever changing. That's the the saddest no, part. Like and like yeah, the government have been made to look like tits Tools. basically. <laughs> they've all come out and gone no racism, and then all of the footballers that have been taking the knee for the last yeah. year. I've come out and gone. Well, why did you not support taking the knee? Because this is exactly the sort of shit we were. Didn't didn't the government? I can't remember who it was exactly. Say like taking the knee is more political than anything else. Yeah. Before this year yeah. is. They said that it's a political thing, and now they're all going, "Oh, shame on the racists!" And they're all like, "Type uh, pr- uh, the Home Secretary, that uh, woman, Pretty Patel. That woman. She came out and condemned. She's <laughs> the woman. Right, uh, she she came out and condemned them, and Tyrone Mings at yeah. her on Twitter and went, "You don't get to be disgraced because you didn't support us when we fucking needed you to." Yeah, it's fucking right. stupid. Uh, I think Boris Johnson's. I like, obviously he did the same. He's part of that as well. However, yeah, I do think he spoke like when he was saying it. I think he said the right stuff. Like he couldn't come out and just go like. Don't do that again, right? <laughs> the fact that he basically said, shame on you, and I hope you crawl back under the fucking rock you came out from, I thought <laughs> was quite nice. Because he literally said that. I'm not, even, I'm, I'm not even fucking like, saying that as if like I'm taking it. He literally said that. Word, minus the F-bomb, he said that word for word, right? <laughs> yeah. So, it's, and it's like, I think that's right. But, oh, did you see the uh, the other... The other Tory MP. So uh, apparently, when Rashford missed his penalty, uh, 
one of the oh, MPs. The WhatsApp message. Yeah, and she said. Um, Maybe if Rashford had spent more time yeah. uh, perfecting his game and less time playing politics, right? Yeah. To that, to that woman, right? Fuck you. And I really, <laughs> really hope. I, I know this is. A, I know this is a fucking long shot, and I really hope she's listening. To the bottom <laughs> of my heart, <laughs> fuck you, right? Uh, you're a clown. Honestly, I don't think she's right? listening. I don't think she is, but honestly, to whoever that was, fuck you, right? Just because Marcus Rashford can do your job better than you can, right? He's right? a 23-year-old kid. Marcus Rashford is 23, right? I'm 23, sat on my ass. I work at Morrison's part-time. <laughs> he stood up for something that he believed in, regardless, regardless of whether or not you think it was the right thing to do. He stood up for something that he believed in, he pushed the government, and he got it fucking done, right? And for him to come out and play for his fo- for his national football team, which is his actual job, not to fucking pressure the government, and he misses a penalty, and you fucking slag him off for getting stuff done that he believed in, fuck you. Do you right? is, that, is that message, like, 100% confirmed that, that, that it's true and it wasn't just someone? Well, apparently. Right. But if it is, fuck you, right? Yeah. Not the first time fucking politicians' messenger, messages have been leaked this year. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, fuck it. I'd, I'd love to know who's in this group chat, because it seems like the, like whoever works for the Sun's just in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Mail have got someone in it as well. Like This group, it's it's mental to me that they send this group, they, all these messages go in this group chat, and they just all end up on the news, and they just end up yeah. sending... Who did, who did Boris send a message to calling, like, Matt Hancock a fucking idiot or something? That was his fucking best mate, Dominic Cummins, who, for some reason, uh, I can't really understand what his job is. Because he doesn't seem to have a job, but he just seems uh, to be like honestly, Boris Johnson's mate. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't want to get into, I don't want <laughs> yeah. to get into the politics. I don't know um, enough, and I hate them all. Yeah. Um, anyway, after the match... Um, <laughs> Obviously, Italy scored and Benucci. What a shit house! What a shit house! The thing is, I've been what? Yeah, I was watching them and like the the morning after, I was still emotional. Like it it was hard to watch, but fair play to them, you know, fair play. I see. I I I'd like they did deserve it. it. So the thing is, a lot of people didn't see him scream down the camera. Yeah. At the end of the match. I saw it, and I was like, in my head, the first reaction was, oh, fuck you. But then in my head, I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? Like, let's be fair. It's... You, you just got to take it as a joke, man. Like, the thing... I, I, if you're, I rated... If we're, if, Go on. If we're gonna... If we're gonna... So, like... Obviously, everyone in this country knows that Three Lions, we've been slagged off it being arrogant or whatever, right? And we know it's a joke, right? Yeah. We know it's a song kind of taking the piss out of ourselves. We don't really think every year it's coming home, right? <laughs> we do now. <laughs> we do now. But, um, but if we're going to pass that off as a joke... If Benucci's going to scream down the camera, it's coming to Rome, <laughs> we can only take that as a joke as well. <laughs> hey, it's fair play. Did you not see the 
big graffiti in Rome saying "fuck the Queen." Oh yeah, I did see <laughs> <On a> that. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Fair, fair play. Fair. Well, it's like the whole like they they've put that up. We fucking like. How many people in this country have stopped eating Italian food for the last four days? Oh, I'm, honestly, I, I went out for a meal on Friday, the Friday before the, on the Friday before the final on the Sunday, yeah. and then I lit, I didn't realise until I sat down and got my food. I was like, what the fuck am I I'm in an Italian restaurant here? This is ridiculous. Well, there was there was a video. Um, I think it was Jeremy Clarkson. This is random. Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> put a video on. Instagram, and I think it was the it was either the day of the final or the day before the final, and it was lunchtime, so prime eating time. It was an Italian restaurant in the middle of London, and it was fucking empty. <laughs> <laughs> it was mental. I think, like, you have to say the best two teams in the tournament were in the final, and the best oh, yeah, team absolutely. probably won, unfortunately. Best, unfortunately, the best team probably won. Doesn't um, mean to say they weren't little fucking rats in the final, as expected. Yeah, Just well, typical the... fucking Italians, isn't it? They know exactly what they can get away with. And by that, I mean, they can put the fucking boot studs up into Grealish's crotch. I don't think yeah. the Saka one was a red card, to be fair. I th- <sighs> it didn't yank him by the neck. <laughs> I think it was borderline. I think if it had been a little bit closer to the goal... Red card. I just think it because been. it was his shirt, like a tug of the shirt, it's never a red, is it? I know it was it's, his neck, but... I think, it, I think it's, it, it's bored. It, look, it's it bored. looked worse because Chiellini's a tank and yeah. Saka's tiny. Yeah. Um, the Jorginho uh, one, though, it was like... It was off the ground, his studs were up. I don't care if he got the ball, like, read the rules. Yeah. Um, what did you think about... Uh, um, the the post match awards, shall we say? <laughs> oh, they like. So obviously, Pickford got the glove. Yes. Uh, golden. Who got the golden boot in the end? Was it shared? Ronaldo. What? What about Sheik? Uh, it went to Ronaldo because he got more assists. But it's it's for whoever scored the most goals. Yeah, but the way it works is if they have a tiebreaker, it's whoever's. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. And if that's more mental, if that's tied, it goes on whoever's played less minutes. What? Yeah. The golden boot. Whoever scored the most goals gets it. Just tight. Why is it not tied? So that's why I think uh, (sighs) Forsberg Forsberg came third because he played less minutes than Kane. Kane. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Kane, what do you think of him in the final? Didn't have a shot. Didn't have a touch in the Italy's box. Played very deep. I thought... The way that I've looked at England is it looks like we've set up quite a rigid formation of 10 players and just gone to Harry Kane and gone, you know what? You're a good footballer. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. Because he was everywhere. Like, as much as, it, like, yeah, he didn't have a touch, he didn't have a shot, he didn't have a touch in the box. He was everywhere. Mm. He'd pop up on the right wing, and then he'd pop up on the left, and he'd pop up in the middle, like, in the middle, at the, at the back, and then he'd be up front, and he was everywhere. He just, he was everywhere, just, 
not. Like you've got a lot the, of, I saw some criticism because he was everywhere except where we needed him. Some yeah, was there, saying, there, which there is obviously time, harsh. There was there was a specific point. There was one specific instance, and I think it was just after we scored. It was in the first ten minutes where Trippier got the ball on the right again, and he put a ball in, and the only person in the box was Raheem Sterling. Yeah, and I was like, at that point. Okay, maybe Harry Kane should have been in the box. <laughs> the the only but, time I ever felt we had any sort of danger, we were in, we posed any sort of threat after the goal was set by any even corners or anything. It's the only time we looked even a little bit dangerous. This is the thing, right? Apart from the corner that Italy scored from, did you genuinely feel like they were going to score? <sighs> I yeah, didn't. I no, I did. I, I felt didn't. like it was coming, and it hurt that it came from that fucking shit. I I didn't feel like it was coming. I felt the couple. I think uh, the five minutes after they scored, I was like, "Ooh, another one might be coming," right? But I felt it was that, the way it was I going. I just didn't feel like they were going to score. I just didn't have that feeling. Thing I is, just be me. I knew we weren't going to score again as the how the game. <laughs> <laughs> How the game was going, I was like, right, it's 1-0, oh, we're fucked here. And we just couldn't get the ball. That's what made me think they were going to score. Like, This is an Italy team yeah. full of sort like good players. Fucking Chiesa was running rings around us that game. Yeah. yeah. Every time he got the ball. So I, he, he forced a great save out of Pickford as well. I, just, I, thought they were, I, I, I thought it was coming. Yeah. Well, so, should we discuss the... Um... Oh, yeah, the yeah, one you've we didn't got, mention, yeah, you've got some uh, issues. Winning the, well, winning the player right, of the tournament. Let's just fucking put it out there, right? Jo- Donnarumma, I don't think anyone agrees that he should have won that. Can you believe he's going to be PSG's backup goalkeeper? I mean, He's 22, kind of. just won the Euros, just won the Euros Best Player Award. Yeah, this is the thing, like, so many people are like, oh, he's, he's won the goal, he's, he's done this, and I'm like, yeah, but he shouldn't have won it. He should not have won. He should have been up the there, though. Maybe up there. He wasn't even the best goalkeeper. Let's not forget, Italy won the semi-final and final on the two penalty shootouts. Okay. Like, that automatically puts him up there. Well... Okay. How many goals did they concede in the tournament? I know we conceded less. Three. And to be fair, I would I I would agree Pickford was better than Donnarumma in the tournament. I'm not talking about Pickford. I know, but I like. I'm Pickford talking about was Kasper the better Schreiber keeper. And Jan Sommer. No, Jan Pick- Sommer, who also won a penalty shootout, by the way. Pickford was better than them. Pickford was best keeper. The, on- the only Kasper game. Schmeichel. The only the only get. The Denmark game, Pickford worried me. Other than that, he was unbelievable. I'd say Kasper Schmeichel was better than Pickford. Easy. He Kasper is better Schmeich- than Pickford. In my, but... in my opinion, Kasper Schmeichel was the best goalkeeper at the tournament. Nah, I, th- I think Pickford. And you know, Italy's goal, how fucking good was that save on the first, the first attempt? It was good. It was unlucky because it hit the post. He saved it yeah. onto the post. If that doesn't hit the post, they don't score. Yeah. But then again, if... You know, fucking shit happens. But yeah, it does. You can fucking say if if fucking Luke Shaw hadn't hit it fucking two inches to the left, he would have hit the post. But fucking, it didn't happen, did it? <laughs> oh, what about me? <laughs> oh, um, take me back. 
<laughs> Don't do this again. We can't be fucking going back into fucking Kieran Trippier, man. <laughs> it's Luke Shaw Life now. Peaked. I said it was a fallback. Yeah, but it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I've been that happy before. Oh, someone put up I oh, that mental. The England, the England uh, Instagram page put up a picture of Luke Shaw, and it they just tagged it with oh, I can't remember who the other guy was, but it said like the guy, so Jeff Hurst who scored the hat trick in the World Cup final, the mm. other guy that scored in the World Cup final in 1966, and then Luke Shaw. They just had those three names. It's like the mm. three names of the people that have scored in finals for England. That's it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine so... being Luke Shaw and being on like, Jeff Hurst. Can't remember the other guy's name. Luke Shaw. Right. That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, going back to the Donnarumma thing, who, who, who do you think was the player of tournament? Um, it's difficult, you know. Um, you, you can't come in guns blazing against Donnarumma. Well, it's and... not Donnarumma. I don't give a shit. Like, Who is it's it? difficult, but it's 100% not him. Like, Raheem it? Sterling's got a shout. Chiesa's got a shout. Jorginho's yeah. got a shout. Luke Shaw has a fucking shout. Like, mm. there are plenty of people that have a shout of, like, being player of the tournament. Oh, Patrick Schick. <laughs> no, genuinely, genuinely, what about Patrick Schick? Oh, I'd, I'd have no problem, but you know it's got to be an Italy or England player, really. All right. You, it's got to be an Italy okay. player. E- yeah, even if it's got to be an Italy player, Chiesa, Jorginho, Verratti, Spinazzola, Insigne. Right? No. <laughs> I feel... One of Chiellini, Bonucci. <laughs> I, th- I, f- I feel like there's a lot of... Anyone. I feel like there's a lot of Italy players who have a shout, including Donnarumma. So I don't, I don't really care to be honest. I don't know why you care so much. In fact, in fact, no, I will say that I'll put my solid, solid one down. If it has to be an Italy player, my solid one for player of the tournament, Bonucci. All right, fair. It could could have been him because he scored but... a couple of goals. Yeah, kept all the clean sheets, and was arguably the main reason why they kept the clean sheets. By the way. No, I don't. I don't disagree. I just like it could have been a few of them, and I don't. I just don't really care. Like, I don't. It's not why I get so emotional about their keeper getting it. Casper Schmeichel made more saves against England alone than Donnarumma did in the whole tournament. Yes, somehow Donnarumma wins Player of the Tournament <sighs> because they won the Euros and he won two penalty shootouts for them. Right. <laughs> but he wasn't the best goal. He wasn't even the best player in his position. <laughs> Look, I, 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 honestly, I, my feelings mutual over over. I, I just don't care enough. Like, he, uh, I can see why they gave him it. I could see. I can see why you you, you don't like it. But so it's gonna be an Italy player, and I feel like he has as good a shout as any of the rest of them. So uh, who that. else? Who else is in the team of the tournament then? Not Luke Shaw, speaking of Luke Shaw. Spinozola's bullshit. You know, Spinozola. Oh, yeah, obviously he was class, but he missed the most important games. Luke Shaw missed a couple of games as well, by the way. Yeah, but he scored in the most important one. He yeah, got three, he did. did he get three assists in the tournament? Could have done, actually. Yeah, I think he did. I, 
Maguire was in it as well. I think he he was so good from when he came Mag- back in. Yeah, Maguire deserved to be in it. Walker, yes, I think deserved to be in it. Um, I've seen a lot of people unhappy with that. A lot of people think it's a bit unfair on that mailer for Denmark. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, but... I'd, pro- I'd probably say that, yeah. Uh, Bonucci was in it, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. it was um, Heiberg, Pedri and Jorginho. It's just like, <laughs> fair enough, like... Yeah. Pe- Pedri won best yeah. young player, didn't he? Yeah. Again, <sighs> it depend for me that depends on um what the criteria for young player is. No, he did win best young player, I'm saying. Like. No, yeah, I know, but whether or not I disagree with that depends on what the criteria for best young player is. Well, just what how, how you make your own criteria. Like, well, if if I would like cuz for me like the Premier League do it, it's under 23, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, right, Chiesa is 23. Is he? Yes. He looks about 35. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which Chiesa you've been looking at, but Chiesa's 23. I would say Chiesa is best young player. Yeah, 100%. What about Donnarumma? He's 22. Exactly. Donnarumma Donna won best player. Holy And somehow fuck. didn't win best young player, right? But Kie- I'd say Chiesa, easily. Jesus Christ, he does not look 23. What a ball, though. He's, he's going to be fucking class. Well, he yeah, is fucking class. I'd say, I'd say Chiesa's... T- like, he's... Surely. Yeah. And then if it's not if it's not that, I'd Stop. say there's a firm shout for Bakayo Saka. Yeah. Didn't get... I don't know if he... Did you think he played enough? We did more than Pedri. I don't think we didn't play more than Pedri, but I think he did more. Like, just seemed to be involved a bit more. Like, I, I noticed, I noticed Pedri was doing stuff, like, in the earlier Spain games when like they struggled to score. He was still the one creating the chances. But like, Bukayo Saka changed the England team from being like, when he came into the England team, he was, he just hit the ground running. He made himself yeah. undroppable in one game. Simple. Yeah. So he did. I'd, I'd say and you know you cannot argue that 19 19 has to be young you, can't, you, can't, you, cannot, <laughs> you can't say that it isn't right? yeah, obviously so, no, I, I, um, yeah I think I think you can make a shout for Pedri, Chiesa Donnarumma, Saka yeah again like all these awards and that like if I'm honest I've, I, I just don't really care like yeah Apart from the Ronaldo one, you're very firmly against that one. <laughs> that one just pisses. That one just. I don't care. It just makes no sense. Like, so Golden it's Boot, whoever, whoever, whoever scores the most goals gets it. But if it's a tie, we'll go on to a completely different thing. And decide how far. It's how they've always done it for every tournament ever. Yeah, but, uh, anyway, no, I, I, I don't mind. You know what? You know what it is as well. I think like. I think Shake just deserved it more. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Moving on, actually, this is one thing I want. Moving on, front three. Who were the front three in the team of the tournament? Sterling, Chiesa, and Lukaku. Right, Lukaku can get to fuck. Patrick Schick can get in there. I know. Like, Like, how? You can argue Ronaldo got the golden boot, so Ronaldo could be in there as well. But, like, 
Yeah. It's got to be shit. Romelu Lukaku scored four goals for a Belgium team that got knocked out in the quarterfinals. Patrick yeah. Schick scored five goals for a Czech Republic team that also got knocked out in the quarterfinals. Yeah. It's... For me, Patrick Schick. Oh, yeah, easy, easily. He scored... And his goals were like... He's, he was just And he better. scored the goal of the tournament. And his... Without a doubt. He scored a few other good goals as well. Like, by the way, brilliant. I don't give a shit about all of these other goals that were scored after his. Oh, that bullshit. people were going, oh, that's a goal of the tournament. No, it isn't. No, it isn't a contender. Not <laughs> <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> contender for Patrick second. Schick, goal of the tournament. It was the goal of the tournament from when he scored it. And it was undoubtedly going to be goal of the tournament for the rest of the... Like, it was goal of the tournament. Simple. Yeah. I think Chiesa and Sterling you can't argue with. Yeah, you can't argue with them. They, they were. Lukaku, that's a joke, I think. I think Lukaku, yeah, that's a joke. I think it's got to be Schick, like, I get... that good? No. <laughs> I get, like, I get why he's ahead of Ronaldo, because he got further, and... Yeah, but still, I, I think Lukaku thing, and right? Ronaldo are pretty similar, like, even. He scored, he scored twice against, um, Rush, Russia? Uh, yeah. So Lukaku scored twice against Russia. He then didn't score for the rest of the group stage. Did he score against Denmark? No. No, he didn't score against Denmark because De Bruyne. Oh no, he didn't score. He didn't score against Denmark. And then yeah. Hazard scored the worldie again. No, he might have scored in the the third group stage match against uh, Finland. No, he did score against Finland. Yeah. So he scored twice against Russia. He scored against Finland, and then he scored a penalty against Italy. What the fuck? And now yeah. he's in the fu- Honestly, man. <laughs> it's bullshit. The Ronaldo <laughs> fanboys were fuming on Twitter. Uh, Patrick Schick. On- yeah, yeah. It has to be Schick. Yeah, but, oh, Will any? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the memes. Um, <laughs> Manager of the tournament. It's going to be... It's, got, it's going to be hard not to say him. Manager of the tournament. Manager of the tournament is Roberto Mancini. Simple as that. Like, That's what I mean. It's hard. It's hard not to say, Gareth. It's hard not to, but it isn't. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's Mancini. It's been Mancini since the literally since day one of the tournament. It's been Mancini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah. But yeah, I'm. Well, I was going to say quietly, but loudly confident about the World Cup next year. I'm quite confident. I get I Trent just... Alexander-Arnold back in that squad. I, I don't... Honestly, I couldn't give a shit if Trent's in the squad next year. If Gareth wants him, he wants him. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I trust Gareth. I trust Gareth. Fucking Gareth's hell. the man. Gareth has, is the man. He has absolutely flipped opinions, hasn't he? I, um, and I firmly apologise to him and Raheem Sterling. Yeah. For everything I said in the first four podcasts. But, anyway, that, that was the Euros. Yeah. Fucking yeah, class. Yeah. What a month. And, uh, what a did you watch any of the Copa America that was on at the same time? I did not, but I've heard some stuff about it. You didn't watch any uh, of I... it? <laughs> well, I've seen bits of it. I then. saw. I watched every Argentina game except one. Oh, that's interesting. Was, was, <laughs> anyone, um, was, anyone, um, was anyone that good in the tournament, or was it quite a dull tournament? Uh, well, there was one person who led nearly every offensive stat there is. Oh, oh who was that? <sighs> I have a guess. Um, 
Higuain. Higuain. I don't even know if he was in the squad, you know. No, it was obviously, obviously it was Messi. <laughs> finally won his first international tournament, which you oh, just love to see. I was honestly, I was up at two a.m. watching that final. I had work at five, and then um, the England final that night. So I was up watching that. I was fucking buzzing, obviously. Yeah. And then the final though was. Ugh, shit. It was just scrap fest. Yeah. Every time. Brazil had most of the ball, and Argentina would just... At Neymar would get the ball, three Argentina players would clean him up, one of them would get booked, and then move on. I think Di, Di Maria scored a... Chipped the keeper, to be fair. It was a nice goal, but it was shit defending. First half, and then... Fucking Messi. At the tournament of his life... Five minutes ago to score in the final. Fucking falls over as he cuts inside and mi- misses from like eight yards. Well, he didn't even get a shot away from eight yards. Yeah. But he's like, he's, he's the only player ever to top goals, assists, win player of the tournament and win the cup in the same tournament. <laughs> and the Golden Boot. In, in, well, in an international tournament. Ever. Yeah. He's yeah. also the only person to do it in any tournament ever, and he's done it twice. <laughs> you know, because he also did it in the 2015 Champions League. <laughs> um, I was going to say it's. I, I didn't realize that's Argentina's first trophy since '93. I think the first Copa America since yeah. then. Yeah. Um, yeah. to do it in Brazil's for, and it. I, what was oh, oh, they I did saw, it in the Maracanã, didn't they? I saw a mental start about the last time Brazil lost in the Maracanã, and it is a long time ago. Let me guess. Let me guess this. I, I can't 50. remember it. I, I, I don't know. Do you know it? I actually can't remember it. Well, I know that they, they lost... They lost the 1950 World Cup final in the Maracanã to Uruguay. How do you know that? Because it's quite a famous game. Because oh. <laughs> Brazil, it was hosted in Brazil. The World Cup was hosted in Brazil. Brazil were Obviously. expected to win it, right? Mm. Brazil turned up. They were they were the best team. They were expected to win it, and they got to the final. And Uruguay shit housed them to a one nil win. And there was like a hundred, there was like hundred and fifty thousand people in the Maracanã, mm. and apparently it went silent. <laughs> Obviously, there wasn't many fans in this time. Yeah, but there was the scenes were if. I saw a fucking Argentina, I think it was Buenos Aires, the streets, like two nights later, were still absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I mean... It made me very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, <laughs> fucking mad that he's... You know you know what people say, though? They'll fucking go, oh, yeah, well, it's harder to win the Euros than the Copa America. Of course they will. Of course they will. Course yeah. will. It's like, but, all, peop- all people say is that Ronaldo has an international tournament on him and, and now he's won it, it'll just be... He only had to beat fucking Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador... But, oh, I can't remember who else, but, like... Yeah, but then again, look at fucking... Look at Portugal's run. Yeah. Like their, their run to the final, they had Hungary, Austria, and someone else in their group. Someone shit. It was, like, mm. Hungary, Austria, and, like... I honestly can't fucking remember. They were shit, though. Right? And then I know they played... We... Um, they played Switzerland, 
they played Wales and they played someone else shit. <laughs> I can't remember. They didn't they literally didn't play anyone good until the final. Yeah. And we're not discrediting the Euros Ronaldo won. Like obviously it's insane. <laughs> yeah. And technically he's won two international tournaments. But and even, he, he, is, he is one thing I would reply to that, right? See, there's the whole thing about Ronaldo technically winning two if you include that fucking friendlies league, which is a load of bullshit. Why, <laughs> yeah. why doesn't the Olympics count that Messi won? See, that's what I've always thought. Why, why doesn't that count? Apparently that, that, it doesn't. But a friendlies league does. Anyway, yeah. we're not getting into this debate. Um, yeah. Messi podcast. now odds-on favourite, I think, <laughs> for the Ballon d'Or. Oh, he has to win it. Well, so far, yeah. No, he has to win it. <laughs> okay. Also, he has to win it. Please. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Right, let's be fair, right? What would it take for Messi to do now? What would Messi have to do to not win it? I, don't, I think Lewandowski would have to go even sillier than he already has with his goals the rest of the year. Yeah. Messi would literally have to come out next season and not score. Messi would have which to fall off a fair, cliff. Which, let's be fair, in the last 16 years, he doesn't do. <laughs> if Messi just do, does exactly what he's been doing for the last 16 years, he's won the Ballon d'Or again. Yeah. I mean, I know that's very easy to say, obviously. He's the best player. He's one of the best see, players I've ever been. See what, but, see what team he's at first. Yeah, well, apparently he's going to Barca, isn't he? So, <laughs> he's going to Barca. <laughs> well, apparently he's yeah. staying at Barca, isn't he? But yeah, but the Euros were class. That's, that's the the Copper was decent from what I watched. Yeah. Good month of football. Yeah, quality. Mm. Right. Right. What we're moving on to now? Um, another event from the weekend. The oh, UFC. Yes. 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 Yes, uh, yes. Did yes. you watch it? Well, I've seen, I've seen the main bit. <laughs> I had, I was at work at five in the morning. I had um, the what's it? Not the kickoff. What's he called? The, the knockout. The knockout. Yeah. I had Jordy on stream on my headphones, but literally I got to the Connor Dustin Poirier fight, and I was like, I was at work, so I could just hear what them lot were saying. It was Jordy Lawrence Vidal. Some other boxer, UK boxer called Lawrence, and that um, fuck's he called? Is it Bruce? Believe yeah, him, Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like they were like commentating what was happening for the first like minute when McGregor was doing well, and then the rest of it was just oh oh oh, <laughs> like tell me what's happening, you clowns. Uh, and but... then they heard about his ankle, and uh, I watched the fight after it was fucking tragic. It, it's, it's, yeah, I thought the whole, well, I thought every, every, from start to finish, from the build-up to the fucking end, I thought it was tragic. Right. The the press conference was dire. First off, we'll just say we're only going to talk about the McGregor-Porre fight, because we don't have a fucking clue about anything to do with the UFC, really. Yeah. However, <laughs> Conor McGregor, right, Conor McGregor, I think... I will say this, and I'm sure if you agree, then Conor McGregor was the first was the first UFC fighter who genuinely captured the imagination for me, at least. 
was like... Well, he brought it to the mainstream. Yeah, he was the first UFC fighter that I looked at and went, he is the fucking guy, right? Mm. I know there's there's fucking UFC greats before him, but for me growing up, Conor McGregor was the first one where I was like, he is the man, he is the guy, right? (laughs) It was a shame to see the the build up that wasn't a sh- uh, I'm glad the interviews Fucking... no no it was it, oh, no I'll, I'll say this it was a shame to see the interviews where he said that he I only count knockouts alright yeah well Khabib doesn't count knockouts I'll tell you that yeah but did you also see he said <laughs> that and then twice in the first round he went for a fucking choke yeah yeah <laughs> um, I thought the interview was, he was a shadow of his former self. He got fucking, he, Dustin Poirier absolutely fucked him up on the mic. Well, he didn't, he Lit- just, uh, oh, that, that, that one, what did he say? He said, oh, um, what was that the, 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 uh, the, guy that, the guy that was asking the question said something like, um, in the second fight you were really nice, uh, but now you seem to take a more aggressive approach, what's changed? And Dustin Poirier went, he got knocked the fuck out. And just silence. Right, and Conor McGregor said nothing. He said nothing in response to it. Literally, just sat there in silence. And I was like, "That's not McGregor. We know." Well, he starts just. There's all this yapping on about he's back on the building site in his mind, back yeah. where he used to be. All this shite. But yeah. it's it's easy to say that, but when you've got fucking yeah. God knows how many figures in your bank. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then obviously. It, it, <laughs> Regardless of how you feel about McGregor, regardless of how you feel about the fight, it's a shame to see that he's broken his ankle or his leg. Like, it's, it's a shame. I'd like to have seen the fight ended properly, right? Instead of someone just breaking their leg because yeah, they he fucking was, turned. He was getting battered. I know, I know, but like, it, it, you don't want to I'm... see it end because someone's fucking broken their leg. No. After fucking, right? Obviously it, not. It was a shame to see, right? After that... Honestly, Conor McGregor might as well retire now because he's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> right? Okay. To sit on the fucking canvas with a broken leg, right? And the doctor has said, look, you've broken your leg, he strapped it up for you, and you're sat there, you can't fucking walk, you're going to have to be stretched out of the fucking arena. For you to sit there and scream at the ringer announcer... To change it to a doctor's stoppage instead of a TKO, right? Mm. And make sure you get it heard that it was a doctor's stoppage. Okay, you still got beat. <laughs> You're right? getting battered, mate. Right? And then for, for Joe Rogan to go over and interview him and for him to say, for him to almost kid himself as if... The one thing I will say is he looked visibly, like, he, he, the way he was conducting himself, you could see he was so, I won't say, I, I think he was disappointed. I think he was just disappointed that he, like. The thing is, normally like, with McGregor, when he gets beat, he's pretty humble in defeat. Yeah. Well, to an extent. I, 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 genuine, I genuinely think that he, when, I just think he's so annoyed that the fight ended the way it did. However, right, that does not excuse. Apparently, he said, or 
suggested <laughs> that he was going to kill Dustin Poirier and his family in their sleep. <laughs> he shouted and abused Dustin Poirier's wife. And call, uh, I think I think the last line was "You're looking big, yo ho." Fucking. Honestly, right? Oh, on, what the fuck? Right? What the fuck happened to him? Um, he got super rich. <laughs> He's won one fight in like five years. It's it's disgraceful. And it was against. Donald Cerrone, he's about 90 and, years old. I, I know, like, you, like... And Dana White said this, and I'm sorry. If Dana White actually means this, Conor McGregor would not be fighting Dustin Like, Dustin Poirier's next fight is a title shot. Yeah, he's fighting right? Oliveira for the title. Yeah. And Dana White has said that if Dustin, po- Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor will fight again. Right? Of course they will. So, if Dustin Poirier wins the title, does that mean Conor McGregor gets a title shot? I don't think... I, they just couldn't give him a title shot. It'd be ridiculous. Right. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. And Dana White came out and said this. He said, you don't fucking target people's families. If someone... I don't give a shit how much... Like, they, they paid him $5 million just to turn up. Right? That's how much he got paid. Just to turn up. Not Who? even to fight. Conor McGregor. Is that all he got? Poirier only got a mil. Fucking hell, man. McGregor got five, right? Mm. Honestly, if if someone fucking sat in my fucking arena, my event, and said that to someone's wife, (laughs) not not to another fighter, to his fucking wife, I wouldn't give him a title shot. (laughs) Yeah, but... you are how much fucking money Connor's give bringing to them exactly. and has brought so, to them. That's what I'm saying. Dana White, he shouldn't be going out and saying that because he clearly doesn't fucking need it. Well, yeah, D- Dana White can say all he wants about how we shouldn't talk about family. D- Dana White's a fucking bellend. Like, when there's money coming in, he'll do... F- he doesn't care. Yeah. He'll milk Connor um, dry as, as much I, as he can. I, and... I, I do kind of feel sorry for... Uh... Connor's wife, <laughs> which seems to have been forgotten by everyone. Well, Everyone's like, "Oh, he shouted at Dustin." But what about his wife? Like, if you like, she's got Jake Paul yourself... shouting about her. <laughs> put, put yourself in her shoes. If your partner had gone shouting at someone else's partner to come meet I... them at the after party, because I, I think she's used to all this fucking bullshit. He's done a lot worse. <sighs> I'm just like, I feel so sorry for her. Like, why? It's her choice. Yeah, fair enough. But like, like why? Well, just... Why do you feel sorry for her? You like, she has come up with him from the start, and in the last five years, he's just been a fucking asshole. Like, honestly, <laughs> literally, he's just turned. Well, he hasn't turned into. I'm sure he's been like this all the time, but like. He's just been doing shit that you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, as a McGregor, as a, someone who, like, likes McGregor, obviously, like, you don't, you don't, like, I'm not deeply invested in, but, like, you like the story. You like the fact that he, he was this, he was this guy who had a normal job and he was in a boxing gym and he's come up and he was the biggest star in UFC. And then he just started doing shit that was like, he attacked Khabib's boss, he punched an old guy in a pub. He, <laughs> And you just, every time it happened, you just like, 
defend him now. I don't know about you, but every single time it happened, I just went, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, you just don't want to see him do stupid shit because you want you want to be able to like it. But everything he does, you're just like, he's a fucking asshole. Oh, I've never been a fan, to be honest. But I, I mean, could at least like... respect him when he would say what he was going to do, do it. Yeah. And be a cocky little just... shit about it. Like, it... Yeah. <laughs> Now it's just nothing. Now it's embarrassing. Honestly, yeah. I want him to fight Jake. I want Jake Paul to, to drop him. That would be funny. I'd fucking Should love talk... it. <laughs> Should we talk about Jake Paul now? Yeah, I'll just watch the press conference for Tyron Woodley tonight. Obviously, that yes. fight is happening end of August. Yeah. Everyone hates yeah. Jake Paul. I don't hate him. I'm not gonna lie. I, I really don't hate him. This is right. So I'm. I'm like on the fence I'm kind of on the fence I know what he's doing I know I know that he knows what he's doing I know that he is trying to piss people off that's how he makes money it's still there's something about him I just don't like I I, I love that's what I love about him I love how much he gets under everyone's skin people hate him who don't even know anything about it like I honestly he's a not he's a known little rat but the, (laughs) the fact he pisses everyone off to no end, honestly. I to start to start with, like I was like I hope he gets dropped when he when he fought Gibb, obviously. But since then, I've been like actually I want his streak to keep going. I want him to fight McGregor, and I could see it happening. Yeah, um, maybe. The thing that the thing that I don't like is he's. I don't obviously I don't know if he's like this in person, but like. He's just one of the. I, I, I don't. I don't like anyone that does this. It's not just him. I don't like anyone who looks like they've got more money than sense. I thought you liked McGregor. Now this is the thing. <laughs> this is the different. The difference between McGregor and Jake Paul, in my opinion, until this weekend. <laughs> McGregor has earned the respect. He's built his way up slowly from a normal job, going through cage fighting, going through um, different promotions to get to the UFC, building himself up through the UFC, becoming champion, moving up a weight, becoming double champion, going on to fight Floyd Mayweather. He's earned his respect. Mm. Jake, Jake Paul fought like... I don't want to dumb it down too much because he does deserve some respect, but he fought Deji. Yeah. He then fought Gibb in a professional fight. Yeah. So that's two YouTubers. He then fought Nate Robinson, who was a basketball player. Yeah. He then fought Ben Askren, who, by all accounts, not an expert, by all accounts, is not a striker, was quite overweight... And hasn't fought in like two years. Yeah, he did it for the money. Right. It's but not the same. <laughs> obviously, it's not the same, but like, what so do you expect? What do you expect him to beat Deji and then go fight fucking no, Canelo no, no, Alvarez? That's not what I expect. No, that's not what I expect. But We've got I, three like, minutes, what, by the way. What I expect is him to like. I'm not going to respect him the same way that I did McGregor. I don't, I don't respect McGregor no, in that way. No, anymore. I'm not. I'm I not don't... going to respect him for that. And no. that's why it's different. 
But at the end of the day, he's single-handedly selling all these fights, he's making them massive, huge pay-per-view buys, and he's doing what he says he's going to do, which is all he can yeah. do at the minute, and he's progressing each day. If he beats Tyron Woodley, people are going to have to actually oh, yeah. pay attention to if him. He be- if he beats Tyron Woodley, that whole, like, the, that whole sequence I've done is like, well, Tyron Woodley would be fighting at the same weight. Ty- when did Tyron Woodley, when was his last fight? I don't know, he's lost his last, like, five fights, but they have all been against monsters. And he is a striker. Or a yeah, boxer. He's not a he's, boxer, but he's, like, he's a he's decent known. striker. Right, so it's like, it's it's respectable. Instead of just, you know, two YouTubers, a basketball player, and a guy that doesn't punch, and is overweight yeah, and hasn't fought in two years. Yeah, but if he's been fighting... The last all... fight he had, he was knocked out by Masford. Uh, he was fighting Fox. all these people... Like Nate Robinson, Ben Askren. Like, do you expect him to just sit in silence at the press conference and not sell the fight? Oh no, no, oh no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, he's, but... I, I just, he, the thing is, people, the thing is, everyone's just saying he's been chatting sh- shit. But up to now, he's been, he's backed it up. So until he doesn't back it up, like I, I've got no, like I respect it. Yeah, that like, tattoo thing. Oh, that's gonna be brilliant. As much as you said, if Tyron Woodley loses and doesn't get the tattoo, he's going to look like a dick, right? Mm. If Jake Paul loses and doesn't get the tattoo... Jake Paul would get the tattoo, I think. I thought that yeah, but if, if he doesn't, he will look like a tit. A, yeah. Like, he will be, he'll be done, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right? but yeah, it'd be brilliant. So, so they've yeah. agreed about whoever loses has to get I love... Jake Paul at Isle of Tyron Woodley tattooed. Yeah. Which is interesting. But yeah, the fight's end of August. I'm hoping um, Jake Paul wins. See, the thing is, as much as I say, as much as I slag him off, I kind of do want him to it's win. It's just good to, good story, good to watch, isn't it? Like, I kind of, I kind of do want him to win because I think, I just think it's funny when he wins. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. Social media goes mental. Although I think if he wins this one, there'll be a lot of people like saying, you know, fair play. Like, yeah. Although if we he, if... about that <laughs> there was some excuse there, but anyway, we've got eight seconds left, Luke. I'll let you wrap it up. All right. Well, be sure to like, share, subscribe, comment.